I'm Ricardo Fuller, and you're listening to the Wizard of Driven podcast. Yeah, so uh, my name's James Jenkinson. Um, I currently run Birmingham Fan TV. Um, not many people are going to have seen this. It's actually a new venture this season. Um, we've started out quite brightly, but um, I've been a season ticket holder now down St Andrews for, I, I'm going to say 20 years, um, but I, I'm home and away every pretty much every week. Uh, I'm still a student. I actually study sports, uh, football business and media at Wembley still. Um, so I have live a busy football lifestyle. There's nothing outside of football that I don't do, really. Um, that's about it. Uh, brilliant. Um, so, uh, Blues coming to Stoke this weekend. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what you've made about uh, what you've made of uh, Birmingham starts of the season? Um, Birmingham starts of the season has been, in our fans' eyes, uh, a successful start to the season. Um, obviously, I'm, I doubt Stoke will have watched us much over the last sort of five seasons, shall we say, um, with them obviously being in the different league. Um, three relegation scraps in the last five years on the last day. Um, has pretty much, you know, relegation has pretty much been where we've been most of the time um, for one reason or another. Um, of the, uh, apart from our brief spell under Rowett uh, back in 2015, sort of 16 time. Um, and to for, for, for Gary Monk to come in and sort of turn the team around the back end of last season and now we're sort of eight unbeaten, uh, 11 unbeaten at home. We are um, starting to look up rather than down. Obviously, we've gone to Leeds and won. We've gone to Sheffield United and drew. We've gone to uh, lots of places this season and got results where we just wouldn't have got them any other time. And we're now looking like a team that we go to most grounds and we're the side that kind of takes the game to the initiative. So, um, no, it's been a really good start and I don't think the table quite reflects our, our start to the season. Uh, that's interesting then. So what's changed under Gary Monk? Has he got you playing a certain way? Has he made any key signings? What is it that's made fans feel more positive about this season compared to your your other seasons? Because you, you are 17th in the league, so you're not perhaps getting, like you say, getting the results you deserve. But uh, yeah. what's what's Monk done? Uh, Monk's just simply brought, uh, he's brought unity to the team. He's brought unity to the club as well. Um, his, his massive philosophy is, is, is connecting the players and the fans and the staff and having this sort of big group together pulling in one direction. Um, he, he has bought a certain style. Um, it's a very, very well-oiled, well-drilled unit where we're not exactly this expansive sort of tiki-taka sort of team, but we're also not a Route 1 team. We're somewhere in between, but um, we play some nice expansive football at times, but we're simply just, we've got one of the best defensive records in the league, I think. Last time I checked with somewhere like fourth best in the league, joint fourth best or something like that. Um, so that's kind of what we rely on. And then we rely on sort of having a good forward four to go and do the business up the other end. But obviously we've been so turbulent the last four, four since Rowett left in the last two years. Um, the turbulence caused most of our problems in the last two seasons and having this sort of unity and steadiness is what Monk's brought to us so that's probably been the key factor Yeah I've just looked at your results so far this season and it's quite astonishing uh, that you've had 
eight draws out of your opening 12 games, I think. Or yeah. is that nine, nine out of 13? You, you've only drawn, uh, you've only lost two and won two all season. Yeah. Uh, your re- recent uh, wins coming against Leeds and Rotherham. So uh, you haven't lost since August, but you're still kind of down there in 17th. So um, in, your, in your recent games, uh, Djokovic has produced the goods for you. You got a hat-trick in your win against Rotherham and got two goals against Ipswich Town. Yeah. Uh, is he going to be your main guy to watch or are there any other players that Stoke fans who haven't been following Birmingham's form should be uh, keeping an eye out for? Um, yeah, Jukovic has been in, amongst the goals. It's been nothing short of what he deserves, to be honest. The thing is with Jukovic, he, he's the bit of the workhorse. Um, he's a big lad, sort of six foot one striker, big sort of target man, gets himself about bullies defenders and he, he's a tidy finisher, but I, I wouldn't say he's the one to watch necessarily. Um, if you're looking for sort of danger men, uh, I would look no further than the two wide players that we play with, um, Jax Magoma and uh, Hotter on the other side. Um, they are, without a doubt, the way we play. We play wide. We get the ball as wide as quick as we can. And we look to exploit sort of with those two, uh, especially down the right-hand side with Hotter. And Maxine Collan as the fullback, obviously the two lads from Brentford, um, extremely talented footballers. Um, but obviously, they're supplying that all the supply comes from those, and obviously, Jukovic's job is just to, to tuck it away. Um, so, yeah, I would highlight the two wide men as, as the key players if I was being truthful with you. And uh, looking at off the pitch matters for a moment, it seems from the outside looking in that. Birmingham's been a bit of a circus off the pitch, to be honest. And yeah, you had all sorts of managerial sackings, and uh, there was a whole transfer embargo thing this summer. I wondered if you could just tell us a bit more about that and kind of what the the fan reaction's been to it all. Oh, it's been yeah, I think circus. I think uh, is is close to what it is. Yeah, um, essentially, obviously we had the. The Harry, the Harry show last summer, um, Redknapp come in and then I couldn't tell you an exact figure, but I'd tell you somewhere around 20 to 25 million on players and player wages and, and whatnot. And a club that was spending under Rowett no more than sort of two or three million a season, uh, nice and tight. We had the problems before that, obviously, but the owners, uh, the, the board steadied us and we were a, a tight spending unit and then Redknapp coming in, spending all of that. Um, turned us upside down and sent us into a on the brink of uh, sort of breaching financial fair play this summer. And then we signed uh, Christian Pedersen in the summer from Union Berlin. Uh, he cost us about two and a half million. And um, I think he was signed behind uh, regulations of the EFL. We shouldn't have really signed him, went ahead with it anyway. The board thought they could get away with it. Obviously, not quite understanding the rules which is laughable in itself. Um, and it's put us now with this embargo on because they didn't listen. And now they're trying to work out with the EFL sort of what's what's the best punishment in, in some aspects that it's going to come to. I, I would hope that it'd be no more than a fine and a, and a certain embargo. Maybe it'd be enough for another transfer window, but it could be a, a points deduction, which would be sort of catastrophic really for us in in terms of the season, because you know, it'd be leave us in another relegation scrap. Mm. 
And has there been kind of much fan protest or anything against the ownership? I mean, uh, even when you're in the Premier League, I don't think, uh, no, meaning no disrespect, attendances at St Andrews weren't particularly high. Uh, yeah. They never they never kind of filled the stadium that often. So yeah. uh, I was wondering what the kind of uh, the mood on the terraces was like. Supposed to be honest with you, it's uh, the mood on the terraces has never been better this season, um, which is. Surprising. We don't do much protesting anyway. You'd be surprised um, when we went down from the Premier League. We had the owner in jail and Carson Young era, and um, we didn't. We did a little bit of protesting back then because we were on the brink of sort of administration and all that. But it wasn't anything serious. But no, we've done no protesting. The attendances have been up this season. Every gate has been above twenty odd thousand um, this season. So if anything, we're getting better. Um, the, the the positivity around the the club is at an all time high. I think the manage the management take full credit for that as well. The owners have done nothing to to bring the positivity, and it's been all down to, to the management and his staff. So um, no, it's good vibe at the minute. Mm. Uh, moving on to your trip to Stoke, then yeah. uh, Gary Rower obviously was kind of the the bright young thing at Birmingham City, and then yeah. got the from what most people saw, a bizarre sacking to get in Gianfranco Zolo. Do you think, first of all, that Gary Rowe will get a good reception? And what was his, uh, what was he like as Birmingham manager? Did he have you play in a particular way? What was the kind of general feeling about Rowe in that time? Uh, he's going to get a very frosty reception. Uh, he's not the most liked man, shall we say down St Andrews anymore he's not exactly welcome for a cup of coffee um, when he was manager he was a very much liked person uh, he left with a lot of fans sort of preaching his name um, he had us playing yeah he had a absolute bang on style of play he, we were very much a, a counter attacking team we, we countered teams we would sit back take a lot of pressure especially away from home it worked fantastically um, and we had a lot of quick players up top, sort of. Magoma was one of those, uh, Damari Gray uh, and Clayton Donaldson. We used to sort of play with the forward three and try and release those three. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, I used to sit and I was never actually a big fan of Gary Routes football. It was effective. It got points. It won us games. But it was never the most um, appealing to watch, if, I was, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, he was hailed as the next young thing because of the results. But if people watch the football, it was extremely boring, to be honest. Um, but, you know, he did well for himself. The sacking was actually, people didn't see what was going on behind the scenes, but he'd actually been talking to a couple of clubs um, behind the club's back. He went to speak to QPR. He went to speak to uh, Fulham, I believe, as well. He went to speak to a couple of clubs about a move away, managed to get himself a new contract at St Andrews out of that. And uh, I think he pushed the board one too many times. I think the sacking was, I think it was the timing that surprised people more than, than the actual sacking. And then the appointment of Zola was, was, was the embarrassing side of it, really. Um, outside. Okay. Yep. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say that's interesting. Is that why... Uh there is uh, an antipathy towards Rowett then, not because he was a particularly bad manager for you guys, but he had his eye on other jobs while he was Birmingham manager then. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, 
he was trying to sweet talk other clubs. He thought he could get a better deal elsewhere. We weren't exactly a big spending club. Uh, and QPR and Fulham were throwing money around at the time. Um, and he thought, you know, if I can go to a club, you know, it'd be a step up for me, essentially. Um, but he was also holding the board to ransom at the same time. So a lot of fans um, highly despise him for that when this news sort of started to come out about him. Um, it, what, he wasn't hated for his style of football. No, absolutely not. Um it was sort of the aftermath that's left a sour taste, really. And some of the comments he's made in the media when he was Derby manager um, towards us sort of put the final nail in the coffin for him, really. OK, that okay, that's interesting then. Uh, yeah, because we, we've heard uh, a lot about his style of football from fans of championship clubs and yeah. uh, about how he's, you know, not pretty but effective, I think, with the yeah. words you use. And um, I think most of Stoke fans were on board for that you know we just wanted results at the end of the day no matter how we got them uh, but actually we've we've kind of been the opposite of what we were told by championship clubs we we seem to lose games 3-2 draw 2-2 we, we're a very high scoring but high conceding team at the moment but uh, I, w- I wonder if it'll take time for Rowett to perhaps show his his true colours I suppose on that front but um what are you expecting then from uh, your visit to Stoke? I'm expecting a, a tough game. Most games in the Championship are tough, but when you go to a place like Stoke, uh, obviously recently relegated, we know that they possess a lot of quality. Um, I think you were the highest spenders, maybe, this summer. Um, with lots, of, you, you know, you still got the likes of Berahino, um, Crouch, Afobe. Uh, Joe Allen, you've got so much to to pick from. I almost think Rowett's got too much to pick from, and I think that's one of his problems at the at Stoke. I feel like he, at Birmingham he had a small squad, so he, so the players knew what they were doing every week. They knew that they were going to be in the team, and they could build that unity. Um, with Stoke, I feel like he's got too many options, um, and it surprises me that you're such a high conceding team because he again he based himself on a on an excellent defensive record, so. But I expect a tough game, and I know that he's going to want to win this because he, he, he always likes to get one over on us. Um, so, But I do expect to, to see a few goals, to be honest. Um, we, we've found our goal-scoring touch of, of late, and I think Stoke at home have always got a goal in them. So, yeah, it's going to be a decent, I think, decent goal-scoring game. So uh, we'll ask you for a prediction at the end, but uh, where do you see Birmingham ending up this season and what's the kind of long-term ambition for the club uh long-term ambition is the I, I would say the same as every championship team you know we're, we're looking to go up we're not we're not saying that we are one of the teams that belong in the premier league obviously you know who does but every team that's in this league is going after the ultimate prize of the premier league um we feel that with a few additions in this team we've actually got a lot of quality in the team I don't think a lot of teams seem to forget that um, with a few additions few, a goal scorer and a goalkeeper and that we, we, we have the, the ability to sort of challenge for playoffs um, short term I, I just expect us this season to, to finish comfortably well, well away from the relegation zone anywhere mid-table sort of anything from 14th upwards would be more than more than happy with after the the turbulence of the last five years so yeah a good solid mid-table finish okay and uh 
can I have a prediction from you for the game on Saturday? My prediction is uh, we've been extremely good away from home. If anything, at times we've been better away from home than we have been at home. Um, we've got, I think we're the first team to sell out at Stoke this season. I think we're taking the full 3,200. Um, I, I, it's going to be a tough one. I, I don't expect an easy game, and I'm not kidding myself, but I'm going to go with a draw. I think maybe a 2-2. Um, I think Stoke have got plenty of goals in them, and as do we, so I, I, I might go for a 2-2. Okay. Uh, James, thank you very much. No, that's okay. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on.